Welcome back to the Integrateness Podcast with Jason and Jolene. I'm Jason. She's Jolene. We're halfway there, people. It's December 13th. Unlucky 13. Christmas is less than 10 days away. Is your world out of control yet? Because this is the time of year when the pressure's on. There's the Christmas parties. There's having to hang out with your relatives. There's like the Christmas concert at school because they can do those again. In fact, that's this is going to be the batshit crazy year because for two years, people were told not to socialize and do all the Christmas stuff. And now they can again. So this is when everything's going to go off the rails. Jolene, how do you typically navigate this time of year? Like, you know, COVID years aside, how do you typically navigate this time of year? Well, I'm I'm a little different, I think, because I don't have a huge family to navigate. My sister's in Edmonton. And I just have my mom and her boyfriend here and then my little family, right? Like my kids. So it's always actually been a relatively quiet year when it comes to the day of Christmas and cooking dinner. Like I cook dinner for those people and it's pretty simple. I feel really lucky because I'm not hauling my kids to like seven different places. I mean, this year might look a little different. Um, Last year I had my ex come and join us and we just did a regular Christmas like we did. I'm not sure what this year will look like, but for the most part, I remember as kids, we would go to like this grandparent's house on some days. Some people are like, I'm going to my sister's on Christmas Eve and then I'm doing this and then I'm doing that. And I'm like, oh, that sounds awful. Like it, it sounds lovely, but it sounds really overwhelming too. And like, remember guys, I'm an extrovert. I'm like into that shit. But that's a lot to juggle and pack around and a lot to like hold in your head about like how many things you need. And as I'm saying that, all I think about is that Christmas shopping list of groceries. Like that's when your grocery bills off the charts because you're buying fucking goat cheese and fancy crackers <laughs> and like, like cocktail weenies and shit, right? <laughs> yeah, no, we don't do that. But I know people who do. And I'm just like, why? <laughs> like because appies, appies are fun, right? I usually just do appies on like Christmas Eve and then regular Christmas dinner. But like we do, we buy the extras and then we're like Christmas baking. So that's another thing. Like usually I would like go big on the Christmas baking. I'm also like a big crafter. So I get these grand ideas of all these things I can make for people. And I do a lot of that kind of stuff, right? So I started to pull back on a lot of that and be like, how do I support small businesses that are already doing this? And how do I, you know, find other ways because my time is so valuable that I can't always split my time and be all creative and do all these things that I want to do. Right. So halfway through a month, we've got, if you've got kids or if you've got any planned activities, those typically go, um, they, they start to end right now. And then you get like the next two weeks off. So you're like, winding down in some areas but then adding so many plans into the next so yeah this is where it's maybe christmas parties um christmas parties for kids or friends coming into town and now you're like okay well i'll meet with these ones on this day and those ones on that day and then there's the whole awkwardness of like ah fuck this friend always gets me something um you know we don't always have to return that nowadays, but like, think about those obligations. So the biggest stressful thing about the holiday season, and I tell you this time of year, all my clients were having the same conversations. It's like, what is oblig obligatory giving for you right now? What feels obligatory? Please say that word out loud because it's obligatory. So obligatory? Is it obligatory? It? That's a, it's obligatory. Yes. Okay. Sorry, guys. Butchered that. <laughs> um, think about Think about those ones. Like we don't mind when we're giving from free will, but the minute something feels forced or obligated, 
it feels different. And I want everyone to self-locate there. So like Jason, for you, what are some of the things you start to resent around this time of year of what's expected of you? Pretty much everything. (laughs) And I'm not lying. (laughs) The best part of the two COVID Christmases is it was just my wife, myself, and my son. No company, no parties, no get-togethers, no extraneous gift giving, no, yeah, just, it was, there was like, it was perfect. It was quiet. There wasn't a house full of people. We only bought enough food for us. Um, The only gifts we really worried about were those for ourselves. We weren't rushing anywhere. We were, and I'm just kind of like to my wife, can we just keep doing this? Because this is perfect. Like for me, this is it. There were years after, especially after my dad passed away, where I said to my mom, can we just like fuck the whole thing and forget about it? And no, because she's all about Christmas. And it's just like, so Christmas for me for 25 years was forced. And so I grew from being the kid that loved Christmas to absolutely resenting the whole thing, the whole thing. And it's only since I kind of had a kid of my own that I've kind of softened a bit, but I still prefer smaller, quieter, the better. So this time of year sucks, in my opinion. It just, it really does. And working, when I worked in the workforce and you had, they had the staff Christmas parties and all that. Like I remember for work BC, I went once. My wife didn't come. I went with another coworker whose husband didn't want to come and it was fine. But then after that, they're like, you coming this year? And I'm like, nope. The year after that, it's like, you coming this year? Like, nope. Did it once out of goodwill. And that was it. Like, it was just, I, and I, yeah, no, this, yeah. Screw Christmas. Let's go back to Halloween. That's so funny. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, a lot of my life just naturally is just like kind of what your dreamy Christmas is because it's really just like, I just mm-hmm. cook or like, again, my mom and her boyfriend come. Right. But um, yeah, so I feel you there. I get it. Like there's not a ton of extra on top of things. Um, but that also brings like some grief at the same time too. Right. Because it would, I think it would be nice to have an option of, right. But then I also recognize where there's like the obligations and people are like, I just wish. So again, locate yourselves, listeners, think about, you know, where you are on this spectrum of things. And the biggest thing is like, what do you want? You know, so many times in my sessions, I remember last year, there was a gal and she was already kind of capped at the beginning of the year or beginning of the month because of uh, birthdays actually. Right. And then it was like, I just don't have it in me. And I said, well, why don't you just tell your family like, Hey, let's do a potluck instead of me cooking this whole thing, everybody bring a dish and we'll like, you bring the mashed potatoes, you bring the dessert. And that was like a game changer. So I love when people do that. My cousin does that actually. And I think it's genius because people are quite happy to bring one dish, right? And feel like they're contributing. And then it's a whole collective kind of experience. And then no one person is like taking <laughs> taking it for the team, right? Which quite often happens it, when with Christmas Day. There's, if you're fortunate, you've got a family that will alternate hosting year to year kind of thing. But the, in some situations, and this was ours for quite a while, no, it was on us to host it every, every year. Yeah. Right? And, it's just, and it just wears you down. It does. And I mean, it's honestly financially for people now, like that's kind of a practicality piece. Like, holy shit, just to feed my kids for a regular week is insane. Let alone when I'm adding cocktail weenies and goat cheese to the menu. Right. Like, oh. so like there's the extra pieces like that for sure, but there's so much mental prep. And I think that's what happens is we end up holding so much stuff in our head of the things that are coming and the things we need to do. And then this person and that, and then we're adding social dynamics into that. So we might be hanging out with people that we've been avoiding for a while, haven't seen for a while, maybe don't enjoy getting to 
together with all that much. And the minute you throw all those dynamics into one, when people are already overwhelmed and anxious, it's like recipe for disaster. Like, can we all think about these Hallmark movies where there's always like this dysfunctional family dinner? Like that is what family dinners look like. I feel like, you know? Oh, a lot of the time that's exactly like they play it up in like the national lampoon movies, you know, like Christmas vacation, all that to make it more silly, but it's very much based on truth. Like how many giant, when you have those giant family dinners, how many of them go perfectly and how many, how, you know, does everybody get along and love each other for the whole thing? No, it's, it's a false belief that's put out there. And I think that makes it worse, right? You're told this is the most wonderful time of the year. (laughs) It's in the songs, it's in everything. And we're going to have an episode about this next week where we kind of dive more into it. But for a lot of people, this time of year blows. And so when you sort of feel obligated, and I'm glad you said that, Jillian, is to kind of try to take the obligation out of it, find ways to go work around that, you will be far less taxed and maybe have some fun. Yeah. And it's all like we build these resentments. And this is what we've kind of talked to you guys about all throughout this podcast, right? Go back to the resentments episode, right? The resentments is when you're doing things you don't want to be doing, you haven't spoken up, you haven't set a boundary. And here you are like just stewing. So it's like the 23rd and you've spent the last week doing a bunch of stuff, getting ready. And like, Really, what you could have said is, you know what, guys, I really don't feel like carrying the whole brunt of this. Does somebody want to this or that? I think even one person I talked to last year, I was like, well, why don't you ask your sister if she can host? And I think they ended up doing that. And it was amazing. And she was like, it was so perfect. And I was like, thank God you asked, right? Like sometimes it is just like passing the torch or asking someone for a hand or shifting. Like tradition is an interesting thing. Like, We have broken tradition the last two years, probably through COVID. Many people have. And I think when we go to restart, we don't have to keep the same tradition. We talk about this a lot in grief, right? The the year of first, so the first Christmas without a loved one or something. You don't have to do the same things that you've always done. Maybe you choose to because it brings comfort because you're missing that individual and it like brings a sense of comfort and reminders of the memories. But maybe those memories are too painful, right? So I know some people who chose not to be around their family during that time and actually went and had like a friend Christmas um, because there was just way less triggers and it felt so very different that it was allowed to just be that for the one year. So think about tradition in a sense of like, is it just the way your family's always done it? Like you said, Jason, it was just always the way you guys had done it, right? And like, now's a great time to shift and actually make it more appropriate for everyone involved. Maybe you want to shift what that looks like, or maybe somebody else hosts and you want to, like, I have some friends who have beautiful big families who always host the dinner. So like they're 40 and they've never cooked a turkey dinner before. And I was like, I sometimes feel like I miss out on those types of events and I'm like a little sad sometimes, but then I'm like, actually, I like being in charge of my own dinner. I like making, having my own leftovers. I like not having to pack my kids up and leave the house. So it's got like the bittersweet moment. So think about some of those things. Maybe you want to reclaim. Maybe you're like, I've never hosted a dinner at my house and I want to just do this for me and my little family. So you know what? We're going to spend Christmas Eve with you, but I want to do my own little dinner and family. Or, you know, there was a period of time where I offered up um, doing like a Christmas brunch or a breakfast on like Christmas Eve. And that was a great way to connect with like one side of the family or something or different things like that. So feel free to like think outside the box in like, do we always have to get together for dinners or can we have our event somewhere else? Maybe we all just go and 
have like a bonfire somewhere that typically tends to be like a boxing day kind of thing, but you could make that an anytime kind of thing, right? Um, maybe it is a little Christmas Eve thing. So think about like where you've had tradition and does it have to stay the same or can you change it? And sometimes it's really nice to do some different things, right? Like this is where people take trips sometimes, or, you know, they stop, they don't give gifts and, and they spend like, you know, a week up at Sun Peaks or something or wherever, right? I think too, um, because I think those are all great ideas. And I think it's important to question why you keep doing things the way you're doing or why this year you're just going to go back and do it the way you did it before that. Um, I also like big thing is when you're in the workforce and Julian and I, we've got a different situation here because we're basically entrepreneurs. So our Christmas staff party would be of one. Um, <laughs> this is what we could do. We could have a staff party and that's where we could get drunk and record the podcast that comes out before Christmas. <laughs> exactly. Right. So that's, see, it's, it's just sounding more, more and more like a good idea every week. Um, but if you are work working as part of a workforce, there's a lot of pressure put on everybody generally who works at a place to attend these. You can say no. And you might have people coming into your office all the time, like, why aren't you going? Why aren't you going? But you can hold that gun and say no, because you don't want to. And just, and I, I remember I did that the one year. It's like, you come into the party. I'm like, no, why not? I don't want to. It's Friday. They had it on a Friday one year. And it's like, it's Friday. I put in my 40 hour work week. I'm tired and I want to go home. <laughs> I don't want to go out and party with you. I've seen you all. I didn't say this, but I've seen you all all week and I'm done. You know, like it's, you don't, but you don't have to go. You don't have to go out of obligation. I think that's a big thing that theme that comes up at this time of year. People feel obligated to partake totally. in all of these things because that's what you're supposed to do at Christmas. But you can say the most powerful word in the English language, which is no. And you don't True. have to. Yeah. I have a question, Jason. Yes. What if, what if they told you that there would be more cowbell at the Christmas party? I do it like a Christopher Walken, you know, <laughs> I gotta have more cowbell, but I can go home and watch this, the skit on SNL on my, my uh, DVD player. I say that because there was cowbell at one of my Christmas parties. <laughs> That's pretty cool, actually. There, that is, you know, <laughs> there's cowbell. <laughs> and it's straight to me. It was funny. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And I'm just to start rolling through the Rolodex of Christmas parties here. <laughs> and you found me at the Christmas parties. I was at the Christmas parties, you guys. It has been a while since I have had a Christmas party. Um, <laughs> but yeah, exactly that, right? So thinking about some of, um, you know, some of the things, even the, you know, I even referenced like the teacher gifts in the last episode and stuff. Like sometimes we feel obligated to do these things and we don't have to, and we can be creative and we can think outside the box, right? Like, you know, maybe your gift is the fact that you're going to be like, I won't feed my kids sugar before class next week. <laughs> Which I think is the best gift a teacher could ever receive personally. <laughs> Um, but just like some of those things, right. And being like, why, you know, why do I feel like I have to ramp it up into full gear? Um, and this is also like, you know, when we get dressed up, like that was actually the thing sometimes that's annoying. It's like, oh, but I got to get like dressed up and go somewhere, right. When you're tired and you're kind of burned out and you also don't want to feel like garbage the next day, things like that. Right. Um, the other thing to keep in mind is that some of, some people are, are lonesome. Some people are like single individuals. So they have family, but maybe their family has their own little families and they're kind of like the single adult in 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 the mix right so it's like yeah my brother's there with his kid and his wife but I'm like here with my dog or you know whatever like there that's a different sense of like what the holidays mean to you as well because you're like half balancing your time with friends maybe with work and stuff you've got family but you don't have your own family and sometimes that's like a weird place of grief to sit in as well 
in terms of like, yeah, where, where do I fit here in like what I want my Christmas to look like? Cause again, you're probably waking up on Christmas day, possibly in, in your own place, right. Doing your own thing. Jason's like, this sounds fucking dreamy. <laughs> where is this magical world you speak of? I want to go there. <laughs> Right. But like, I remember spending time in that space when I was just like in university and like my own little apartment and stuff. And of course, like I saw my mom that day and stuff, but like you wake up by yourself in the morning and you kind of spend, spend the time as you wish. So think about some of that as well. And you know what your needs are like, do you need more family time? Do you need more friend time? And is it okay to tell your family like, you know what, I really want to do Christmas dinner with my friends or can I do Christmas Eve with you and Christmas dinner with them? Because some people really are into like the friend Thanksgiving and the friend Christmases and things like that. So it's it's also okay to ask for that, right? Like your mama might be sad. She might also totally understand and be like, actually, this is great. I would way rather just do Boxing Day than put on a big Christmas dinner. Your dad and I are just going to like eat potato chips and watch TV that night or something who knows right or they might decide to have some friend time or something so like there's lots of different ways we can structure things and again like why do we always got to do it around food because <laughs> it's right it, it passes the time Jolene and if you shove your stuff in your mouth you're not going to say something inappropriate to that relative you probably shouldn't True, off actually, yeah. yeah it does it passes the time it gives an activity right yeah. so maybe Sometimes you might choose like, let's go and do this like two hour kind of activity. And then everyone knows when it starts and when it ends. Right. Or it's gone some... time to go. <laughs> like, you know, we had to do that with my mom. We, we'd end up splitting um, for a number of years when she was alive because she couldn't leave the house. And she, so we would do like a Christmas Eve up at her place. Um, and then so, sometimes we'd switch into the Christmas dinner up at her place, but we'd have to take food up. But anyways, my, my relationship with her towards the end was so tenuous that it was just like, whatever it was, if it was Appy's on Christmas Eve, it was like the most hellish two hours of faking politeness. You know what I mean? That you could have to endure. And it was just, you got your kid there and she's great with him and everything. So you just, but it was like, as soon as the Appy's were done and we, the plates were cleaned up, it's just like, gotta go. We're done. So the other thing that's like coming up for me, again, being a trauma counselor, I know where this shows up for people like upset stomachs, right? Like you're surrounded by food, but your stomach's upset because you're just so nervous to be there, unhappy or resentful to be there. All of that. I'm like, oh, that doesn't sound. And then the more people feel that and the more awkward people feel, the more they're going to drink. <laughs> yeah, think about this, you guys. Like it's just a shitstorm for a ton of stuff. And that's the other thing that starts to happen. So you have had routine and a whole bunch of things like flowing in your life. And it's like, everyone lets that go to shit over the next two weeks. So now you're going to be eating differently, which is going to impact your sleep. Go back to our sleep episode. We talk about what happens when you have high blood sugars at night and blah, 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 blah. Right. So now your sleep is going to go in the, sh in, in the shitter. And then and you're going to have excess stress, which is going to change your appetite, your coping skills, all that stuff. Like we just, we move from this nice balanced routine system into this two weeks of a shit show, essentially. And we are going into like the most mentally unstable time of the year because it's exciting and it's also stressful and it's also fun, but it's also sad. And it's also all the things, it's all the things. And we are, we are like in probably our most unbalanced state. I really want people to think about that. Okay. So over the next two weeks, you are slowly going to let things slide, like not drinking enough water, not having regular exercise, not this, not that, like lots of things get canceled around that time too. So we can't even keep our routine, but you are not going to be functioning at your best capacity there. And then everyone's like, oh, I'll just start again in January. And you're like, yeah, when you feel like shit, 
right? Which is going to be our New Year's episode, by the way. <laughs> We're talking about that. <laughs> But those are some really important things to keep in mind, right? As we're like packing on more of these things throughout the holiday season. Um, and yeah, we just, we fall out of routine, which is okay. But for a sustained period of time, like two weeks, I think they say it's like, uh, it takes three weeks to build a habit and three days to break it. So that's why long weekends are like killers for us, right? So think about what can you lean into as like an anchor to kind of keep something stable. So maybe you eat most of your meals um, pretty standard the way that you would on work days or whatever. And then like, then at dinner time have whatever. Um, or maybe it's like, I'm going to prioritize 20 minute walk each day, regardless of what's going on or how cold it is outside, uh, do a meditation. I'm going to make sure, you know, that I'm tending to my sleep or this or that, right? Like whatever. The <laughs> Sorry. I just thought of that whole Seinfeld episode with George Costanza's dad, like the serenity now you know, on Christmas day. <laughs> Festivus where you vent your grievances. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Right. So, and, and also remember like, you know, we are conditioned. So we have, I see this rollout all the time with people around times of the year. We talked about this in the back to school episode. We are bringing you guys back to all our episodes right now. It's just like here, it all comes into play. Um, when we talked about like the cellular memory of September, what back to school means, what the fall means and how that can actually like activate things in people like Jason who hate school, right? Even though he's not in school anymore. Um, the same thing with Christmas. So when, I, when we look at our kids, it's like the minute December hits, they're like, is it Christmas yet? Is it Christmas yet? Is it Christmas yet? So they are like scared partially because the stranger's coming into their house at nighttime. I remember my niece feeling around the Easter bunny and I was like, you're genius. Yes, this is not cool. Like I would be up all night afraid too, if I thought of this, you know, Giant so bunny sneaking into your house. Yeah, that's terrifying. So there's like this strange man coming to gift me in the middle of the night. Oh, tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then, and then. Um, and, and, and then they're like, they have no concept of time. Kids have no fucking concept of time. So they're like, is it today? Is it today? Is it today? Is it today? Like I just went through this with Halloween. Is it today? Is it today? So they, there's like a whole month of anticipatory anxiety and excitement. So your kids are revved up the same way you're revved up. You also have that plane in you as like cellular memory as well. So you've got all of this like underlying revved up nervous system from previous conditioning of this time of year as well. Right. Because there's also this kid inside of us. That's like all giddy and excited at the same time too, because there's a natural countdown come December, whether there's anything at the end for us or not the countdown is there I've supported many people who are very isolated you know seniors in their home and stuff and they still do that mental countdown they still know and and sometimes it's in terms of like when the pharmacy closes and things like that but like the mental countdown is always on and when we think of the whole countdown concept that's just anxiety provoking at the same time as excitement provoking right so that's like the the whole energy of December Exactly. Like even past Christmas, because then there's that last week where things kind of take a lull, but you're heading towards that new year. Right. And then that ball coming down and all that, like as a society, we just build from one thing to the another thing to the other thing. There's just this no rest concept. Yeah. From like one holiday to the next, and we'll start to do that come next year and stuff. But like, I don't know, did anybody get a chocolate a day in May? No, May kind of came in went into like you know june and whatever but like december is such a big deal we get to open chocolate every day now we got lego advents and now we got beer advents it's like i got a new fucking beer every day right well, i got the whiskey <laughs> advent calendar last year it was awesome <laughs> you have a 
these things. So this is part of the excitement. So yeah, we have some stress, but we have these excitement things. And we've turned like a two, a one day event into a three day weekend into a whole month <laughs> into again. And that's like, you know, the commercialization of everything and, and that sort of thing too. But like really recognize that there's this huge anticipatory response we are all in. And when we look at how we've been trying to help you regulate your nervous system and create balance and really be, you know, this month, it just sends it all out the window. It feels like. So go back, listen to all 21 episodes leading up to this one, and you'll be well prepared to navigate the remainder of this month. You're welcome. Yeah, right. And have fun, have fun, have quiet times, have, you know, like, what are some of your favorite things? I know you fucking hate Christmas, but <laughs> what are some of your favorite things, Jason? About well, what, this time of year? Yeah. Um. Your whiskey advent calendar. There you go, right? Yeah, the whiskey advent calendar. Uh, die Hard on Christmas Eve. That's okay. my Christmas Eve movie. That's um, sweet. Yeah. And uh, I get the, of course, one thing too, when you've got a kid that watching them react and he's still into the Santa Claus thing, it's probably like the last year. There's something special about that. It's the one time of the year where I don't mind getting up at 6am with a hangover. <laughs> I watched Die Hard the night before. You know what I mean? I know a funny story. So um, because we've always had kind of quiet Christmases and stuff, we had these lovely neighbors who invited us over one Christmas. Um, this is when I was uh, still with my ex. And um, they, my, my kids were young. Like the girls, I think were probably like 18 months old, maybe two. So Marshall would have been like, wow, oh, three or four. I don't know how old are my kids. They were four. Maybe he was four or something. Anyways, my neighbor dressed up as Santa and like it did not fit him the way it used to 15 years ago. It was so funny. So anyways, we went over there and we had such a good time and I got shit faced. <laughs> and I tell you, my ex, like I have bowed down to him for this moment. He totally took care of like stuffing the stockings and all of that. Cause that's normal. Like I, I do all that. Right. Like, thank God, because I think I was puking, guys. So, <laughs> so so then the next morning, oh, my God, I was so hungover. Like, I could barely sit on the couch, okay? And it was the best because my living room was a fucking disaster. And that normally would have sent me through the roof of, like, trying to clean it up a million times. But I could not move. So I just let it sit there and I had total mental peace at the chaos in my environment because I was like, I just need to feel better so I can stuff this turkey at 11 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the memories. I was like, being hungover on Christmas Day was not such a terrible idea that morning because I was just like watching it from afar in some ways, way less like overreactive of the situation. <laughs> That's what, no, and that, 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 that's and that's a good that's a good anecdote to share because that's awesome, right? Like you had a great Christmas Eve, your husband at the time took care of things, and then you could kind of just sit there and just be like, yeah, it's all right, it's all good. You know? Honestly, that was that was a funny story. That was a story that will be well worth telling for many years because it was very out of like out of character for me to like give up control of all that stuff, right? Yeah, I was like. <laughs> Well, then he got credit for it after I had like planned the whole thing. How many people, how many people get that like Christmas issue where it's like you do everything, but then someone else gets credit. At the very end? Fortunately, that's <laughs> never happened in our household <laughs> or, or growing up, but I know it has happened to other people. Um, 
those are your favorites, but like, you know, I love decorating. I know lots of people that love decorating. They love kind of like throwing the stuff out in the living room and just having a month of some of that. And then equally, I love cleaning it up come January because all of a sudden it's like, you've just like decluttered your home. It feels like, you know, so there's some like magical moments like that, that I do appreciate. So think of the things that you do, like make sure that you're able to do them. And then think of things that like, feel like the extras and ask yourself, can I delegate this? Can I say no to it? Or can I just like take it off the table or change or, or, or shift what that looks like, or even my perception of how I'm supposed to show up there, right? Like if you're supposed to bring baking or something or bring some kind of snack to something, fucking buy it. Don't make it. If you're the person who always makes it, maybe buy it this time and make your life easier. You know? Exactly. We've got one episode left, allegedly. Um, before Christmas coming up next week. So we'll touch on sort of the last little bits of the holiday and maybe the, for, we've touched on what it's not always so much fun for everyone. We can talk a bit about that. We may have our drunken Christmas party episode up between Christmas and New Year's. We'll keep you posted on that one. Until yes. next week, folks, I'm Jason. Jolene. We'll talk again soon. <laughs>